Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year. Hammers were falling once again. Buy numbers per auction are actually up on last year. Rates, of course, on hold again at 0.25%. National house prices were still rising. A man's home is his castle. And today, it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. Yes, and welcome along to another episode of Under the Hammer, the podcast where every couple of weeks we jump in a studio or we jump on Zoom and we have a chat about some of the issues facing people in the real estate industry. It is all thanks to Direct Connect. They make moving easy, connecting services like electricity, gas and more. If you're an agent or a property manager in Interested in using Direct Connect? Give them a call, 1300 664 715, to see how they can benefit you and your team, or head to the website directconnect.com.au. I'm Jane Neild, and I am joined by Stavros Ambazidis, one of three co directors at O'Brien Real Estate and one of the best auctioneers in the country. A very busy man indeed. We have a special guest to introduce in just a moment. Stav, we're doing it via Zoom today. Welcome. And yes, uh, I'm sure the auctions have been going gangbusters in the last couple of weeks. I'm I'm hearing word of record sales. Oh, look, Jane, it really has been uh, 24 auctions we've done in the last 10 days and all of them have been online. But some of the auctions we've done, you know, we're getting an average bid of about $10,000, you know, 70 bids in 12 minutes. There's a lot of those stories. And there've been um, some big, uh, big results in Frankston. Uh, there was a property sold in Frankston, 14 Robert Street, for a thousand dollars a square meter. So it's just been gangbusters out there. We're getting ready to probably get out on the street. Hopefully that will happen uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yes, we have seen our colleagues in New South Wales celebrate Freedom Day and start to embrace a post-COVID life. Uh, We are recording on Wednesday, the 20th of October, where Victoria's lockdown will officially come to an end in the next 24 hours or so. So, wow, kind of feels exciting, kind of uh, a little anxious about what is ahead. Our guest today is a man who has been in one of the parts of Australia that hasn't been as steeply affected by lockdowns. His name is Jet Xavier, otherwise known as the high performance guy. He's a sought after speaker, coach, trainer and mentor. He's the guy you said to me, Stav, we must get him on the show. Why? Before we say hi to Jet, what was your motivation for that, Stav? Look, Jet is one of those guys. Look, he's a good friend of mine and he's a great mentor. He's a good friend of O'Brien Real Estate. He's really been there when we've needed him, especially on the mindset uh, side of things. But one thing I love about Jet is that, you know, you've got to focus on what you can't control. And if you don't focus on that, you will suffer and you'll have anxiety and you'll have other worries in the world. If you focus on what you can't control, uh, and I suppose uh, I always say to you, Jane, I don't want to go grey or bald, okay? And... um, (laughs) And, and Jet's been really good in, in seeing the positive side of life, not the negative side of life. It is what it is. We can't change it. So, Well, Jet, welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. It's wonderful to have you joining us from, whereabouts are you located? Which part of Australia are we oh, wishing service we were in? Par- service paradise <laughs> on the old coast. <laughs> joining us from... Right, sunny, 24 degrees here. Uh, wind chill about, and yeah, it's just perfect. <laughs> Have you noticed a lot of Southerners and and New South Welshmen and us Victorians uh, starting to infiltrate your wonderful area? 
Yes, but I'm getting lots of phone calls from people in the real estate industry <clears throat> about uh, the area and property and schools and lifestyle and what's going on. We go, yeah, we're going to see a big, um, a big move, I think, from New South Wales and Victoria up here. So it's uh, it's, it's been very interesting, and you're quite welcome as well. Well, we've had we've had forty thousand Victorians actually head north, sell yeah. up, and and come for good to live in. Uh, in your area, Sunshine Coast, Brisbane, and the Goldie. Mm. Yeah, it's been. Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, we've sort of navigated our way through this fairly well, uh, fortunately. Um, and you know, it's it's going to be a good next ten years with people coming up here and obviously bringing investment into the the um, the businesses. And uh, you know, it's just a great place to be, and we're very fortunate. There's plenty of room, so come on up. <laughs> Um, uh, when all this uh, dies down and um, there's a lot of, I mean, it's an exciting place to be actually. I mean, I've lived in Sydney and been to many states in Australia, but there's a lot happening on the coast here at the moment with infrastructure and technology and entrepreneurialism and a whole range of things. So in the next 10 years, it's going to be fantastic with the Olympics coming up as well. So it's the place to be. Now, Although I do love Victoria. <laughs> Um, Jet, a lot of what you delve into as a speaker, a coach, a, a trainer and a mentor is this concept that people actually want to be successful and perform to a, a high level in their life, but also in their work without having to sacrifice your health, your family, your parenting commitments, your relationships, without having to completely obliterate any time for yourself. And I think, you know, linking into that mass migration, do you think a lot of that has been from people just going, there's got to be a better way. I've, I've got to be able to work around life and work commitments, being able to actually have a lifestyle that's more conducive to my mental health. You know, it all kind of is part of this, this same movement. I think towards wanting more out of life than just the grind, the commute, and the the sort of nine to five or the job that you're just chained to. Yeah, well, the biggest upside that's come out of all this, and we can see this by you know what the states are calling the Great Resignation, is that people have had time to really connect back to what's important and what they appreciate the most, and develop a contrast between their. Their, what was their working life and what is their new working life and how the two sort of mix um, and the benefits of flexibility and, you know, more home time for, for some industries. And so the upside has been that, you know, people have been able to go, okay, well, hang on a second, I'm, I'm going to work the rest of my life. Um, am I going to do it on my terms or someone else's terms? And so they're asking different questions now and, you know, really looking at, okay, what's important to me? You know, do I want to be stuck in an office 50, 60 hours a week or do I want to have some flexibility to work from home and work from the office? Do I do I want to do this job? <laughs> is this job for me? I mean, the amount of people resigning the great resignation, which I mentioned, is like people are just going, well, I'm just going to find a new job. Um, so that's been something I think was unexpected, um, you know, with what's been happening because it's all, it's all been sort of doom and gloom and, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, uh, bad stuff that's happened due to it, you know, people losing their lives and their businesses and the, that type of thing. And then the mental fatigue that's come with it as well, just that ongoing, not knowing uncertainty. Um, but there's been this incredible upside of people sort of, I guess, becoming more empowered about how they want to live their life. Um, and I think that's exciting because, um, you know, we only get one shot at this and, 
You know, a lot of us get stuck in jobs. We get stuck in roles in life that we're not happy about, but we tolerate it. Uh, and we live out our life, you know, not allowing ourselves to be happy. That's, you know, one of the top five regrets that Bronnie Ware found in her book, The Five Regrets of the Dying, that we don't allow ourselves to be more happy. So I think COVID sort of uh, unknowingly shown us that, you know, there's more to life than just work, um, that we do have a, an opportunity to sort of control some of, you know, how we work, where we work, when we work and what type of work we do. And so that's just transformed the whole landscape of, you know, I heard, you know, the, the amount of vacancies in Victoria, I don't know, Steve, you might be able to add to this, but in the, the central business district, that's, that's going to never look the same again because of this whole, you know, work-life exchange now and integration. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of a different CBD now. It's going to look totally different mm. because there's not going to be as many people in there. They're going to have to think, you know, outside of the box around, uh, you know, commercial leasing and and how they populate the cbd so there's a lot of a lot of great stuff that's happened out of a, a you know really challenging time yeah i mean that that's for sure jet look i have uh, a second residence in south yarra because I, I work in melbourne a fair bit even though i live in in mornington and the other night uh, i wanted to i didn't want to break the chain because i'd done 18 days in a row of 10,000 steps i i know it was 11 o'clock at night and i went for a quick run uh, Saturday night in Chapel Street, and it was zero dead. Bridie O'Reilly's, I've got a photo of it. Um, the trams are going up and down, still working, uh, empty. It was really quite sad. Jet, uh, over the last two years, obviously, it's been a very difficult time for a lot of agents, a lot of businesses. But one thing that um, you've had the opportunity to do is, is gra- really grab a helicopter view or a, a snapshot, a cross-section of the whole industry across all states and territories in Australia. Because you, you have the opportunity to speak to a lot of agents, a lot of business owners. Uh, you've actually, uh, we had a little window where you came down and were a guest speaker at our Ignite. And mm. Jane, it was quite funny. One of the speakers couldn't make it down. So Jed actually got three um, roles there. So he, he spoke three times, <laughs> which we're very forever grateful for. And you had new content every time, but you've had the opportunity to really see inside people's heads. Uh, mm. And you've done a huge survey, which we're going to put into this podcast uh, in the in the show notes, because I think it's so important that all agents fill out the survey. It only takes 10 minutes, oh, less yeah. than 10 minutes. Um, and yeah. what, what's been your finding so far? I know you don't have all the data yet, but what have you found around Australia? Who's done well? Mm. Who hasn't done well? What's been the mindset to really get through this? So we, we did the, we started the research in 2017, brought out the first white paper in 18, and then another white paper in 19. And uh, you know, 50% plus of the industry are suffering from anxiety and stress, um, physical symptoms of anxiety as well, relationship impact, health impact, um, and it, it didn't really tell us anything we didn't know already. It's a, you know, it's quite a, a lot of people burn out in this industry. And the new research we're doing now. Um, is is sort of looking, considering COVID, it's looking a bit not too much better, but it's looking a little bit healthier actually in some of those areas, uh, if, if not the same. So, you know, I was quite surprised on uh, looking at it at the moment. We've got to get a 1,000-plus respondents and we've got about 700, so we've got some info already. And it's sort of looking uh, around the same as it has the last couple of years despite covid um, what is apparent is a lot of um, property managers reporting. Um, so, you know, there we found a lot of the 
correspondence, even though we've got principals and admin and sales agents and assistants, etc. A lot of property managers have done the survey, and I think that's a, an indication of the challenges that they've had over the last couple of years, in particular in the industry. I think the sales side of it have had it fairly well. The market's boomed, and and they've run with that. But I think property management's been really challenged. So the the whole level of stress, anxiety, you know, burnout people accessing medical assistance, the stress, um, uh, impact on relationships, uh, impact on health, uh, uh, very similar to the last few years when we've uh, done other research. Um, the upside is that now we have an app in the industry, the Real Care app, which is really important. If you haven't got that and you're in the industry, Real Care app is really important. And uh, the RISE movement, Chris Hanley started the RISE movement, which has put uh, wellness and well-being on the map um, in a big way around Australia. And so there's a lot of good things that are starting to happen in the industry. Um, but uh, I'm I'm quite surprised that I thought it would be a bit, a bit worse, actually, through this COVID period. But it seems to be at this point, we haven't concluded this latest research, it seems to be like on par, if not a little bit healthier than it's been in the last couple of years. So um, I, I'm not sure what that's about yet. <laughs> But we're going to find out. But that, that is healthy. But still, it's still an industry that is a lot of overwhelm and stress. It's still an industry with a lot of stereotypes about reporting stress. Um, you know, a lot of my clients are successful principals or agents who have got the business side right, but the relationships are falling apart, the health's falling apart, uh, the mental game, the emotional management's falling apart. So there are still a, a lot of hills we have to climb before we get to a really good place of of uh, wellness and well-being being firmly entrenched in our industry uh, as a platform to assist the people that you know turn up day in and day out. Jet, you've got a, a book uh, which I love and I've just finished reading, and I know a few people in my business are reading it at the moment called Champions Cry Too. What was the inspiration behind that? Because what you've done is you've interviewed a series of people. Um, and getting uh, and there are a lot of champions in our industry. Yeah. Uh, but I really loved the message you had in that. So yeah. So a lot, a lot of so a number of years ago, before we started the research, a lot of my clients, one on one, as a one on one coach in particular, um, you know, were burnt out, were high levels of anxiety, marriages were falling apart, um, not looking after their health, not, didn't have a life outside of work, were glued to their phone and not all of the stuff that we still see to some extent. And I wanted to know, you know, what was being done about that and, and what a, uh, what we could do about it. Um, and so I had a bit of a search around and there'd be no research about it at all. So that's how the Revive project started and the research started around wellness and wellbeing. And then I thought a lot of my clients fitted that category um, and so I thought, well, how can I produce some sort of tool that we can easily pass around and use that's going to inspire people if they're in that frame of mind? They're not, uh, you know, they might be overwhelmed, they might be struggling. What can we do? And I thought, you know, I know a lot of people that have been through really tough times in the industry and have come out the other end really strong. And I thought if we get them into a book, and we get that distributed, then it's going to get into the hands of those who need it and encourage them to see that, you know, these people that are looked at in our industry as superstars have been through things that we didn't even know about. 
um, you know, uh, and if they can do it, well, maybe I can do it too. Maybe I can get through. So that was sort of like the main driver. And then the second thing was really to try and break the stereotypes. We're still a real cottage industry mentality. It's like it's you're weak if you speak, that type of thing. You know, it's like harden up. It's like hustle and grind. It's like get on with it. It's like don't complain. You know, here's your phone, here's your desk, go and do what you got to do. And so there's a lot of stereotypes around mental health in our industry and it's looked upon as a weakness. So that impacts reporting. That impacts people feeling comfortable um, talking about mental health issues and talking about how they're feeling and what they're going through and maybe that they're struggling. So the book was also a, a way of sort of saying, hey, you know, champions cry too. You know, the people that you would think are the strongest are sometimes going through the worst and are struggling the most. And here's, here's some of them, some of the best in Australia, uh, what they've been through, but they've come through the other side. And a lot of them have come through from being vulnerable, from talking, from being open, from getting it out there. And as an industry, one of the things we found in our early research is that uh, we need to really start breaking these stereotypes. And it's not weak to speak. It's actually strong. It's strong to be vulnerable. Um, and there's a, almost a duty of care of those that lead the industry to, to make sure that there are wellness and well-being platforms for those that do struggle at any level uh, because the stereotype is, you know, um, if you're running a successful business, then you must be strong or you're a great agent, you must be strong. And that's not actually the case. Most of them are falling apart <laughs> behind the smile, um, but they're not are confident to speak about it because they'll be judged. People will think they're weak. It's not the manly thing to do or society doesn't accept it. So the book was about breaking some stereotypes as well. So practical, get it in people's hands that need it, and let's get the uh, the conversation going around uh, this, you know, really uh, bullshit stereotype that's weak to, to speak about mental health because, you know, uh, sports people, celebrities, politicians, high-profile business people, right down to mums and dads. Uh, we all uh, are challenged by mental health at some point in our life, uh, some more than others, unfortunately. Our guest today on the Under the Hammer podcast is Jet Xavier. He is known as the high-performance guy. And you can uh, access a lot of Jet's wonderful work and, of course, those books as well via his website. Jet, just to sort of backtrack there, when you say burnout, I'm really interested, you know, you've got people that come to you and go, hi, and you may be aware of their careers, aware of their position in the industry. If someone comes to you and just goes, mate, <laughs> I think I'm burnt out, can you sort of talk us through a couple of the signs? You mentioned those physical aspects. And look, I, I think I've been there in the last uh, few months and trying to claw my way back too with a bit of help. But, you know, how could someone recognise that they might really be on the brink of burnout? What are some of the symptoms you see? And then how can you actually start to put in place steps that will change that by the next time you see that person? Yeah, well, some are quite obvious. I've had a a number of million-dollar riders approach me. One in particular was hospitalised for seven days uh, through burnout. So that was pretty obvious. He needed help. Uh, the other one was suffering uh, anxiety and had to pull over on the side of the road you know, numerous times because uh, he was having anxiety and panic attacks. So they're sort of obvious ones. And, you know, the other ones are really simple. You know, if you're unhealthy, exhausted, lacking energy, dragging your ass around, um, your relationship's falling apart, you're disconnected from your kids, um, you're always stressed, you're feeling overwhelmed. I mean, these are all pretty clear signs that, you know, something's not 
work, if you can't switch off your phone, if you're always on 24-7, if you're a people pleaser and can't say no, I mean, these are all signs that you're overextending. And, you know, a lot of burnout comes from us overextending. We think we need to, you know, do more and more and more and more and more. Um, and so when I get people like that, and like I said, most of my clients are running great businesses, but all the other stuff's fallen apart because of it. And so for me, it's about coming back and doing four things. It's about reawakening to what's important because when you're really connected to what's important, you're living a different life. It's reconnecting to your passion. Um, it's realigning with purpose. It's recreating what fulfills you. So meaning, passion, purpose and fulfilment. For me, if someone's burning out, then they're disconnected from those four uh, things. But if someone's connected to what's important to them, what they're passionate about, what their purpose is and what fulfills them, well, they're in the zone, they're, they're aligned, they're congruent, they have synergy about their life and they're focused on what's the means the most to them. They're, they're following their passion. And this is all an energy, but if if they're just chasing after things, they think that's what they should be doing and they think this is right because society tells them or there's expectations that they grew up with, um, they're, not, they're doing something they're not really that passionate about, they really haven't got a purpose, they're not really focused or zoned into something and they're not fulfilled, um, their mind, body and soul are going to be misaligned and it's just going to crumble. It's a, it's a house of cards. They're building their, their whole uh, house on the sand um, so the foundation is, is wrong. So what I try and do is come back to, to rebuild and go, hang on a second, is not seeing your family really important to you? Well, no, it's not. I'd like to see my family. Well, okay, how do we learn how to knock it out of the park and do that as well? Are you happy being 20 kilos overweight? Well, no, I'm not. Well, how do we get you to lose weight and still knock it out of the park? A lot of the times the burnout comes from the model that the person's uh, running in their life. And it's a typical post-war, uh, you know, build Australia model where you work yourself into the ground. Um, it's, you know, really ego-driven, really ambitious um, and determination and win-at-all-cost mentality. And I think we've, you know, we've pushed on, we've passed that. That's why the millennials are sort of going, you want me to do what? <laughs> How many hours do you want me to work? Um, they're trying to think of it, you know, differently and, they're trying to think of how can I have a great career but have less impact. Um, and so part of the road back to recovery is the decision that, you know, people need to make when they're down the hole is that, you know, I've got to step up now and, and, and look at a different model of living and a different model of working and trust that that can happen. I mean, uh, when we rebuild people in my business, we rebuild a better version uh, that makes their business even better without the impacts on what's important to them. Um, and so that's uh, that's what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's great to see men in particular, uh, particularly over 40, it's great to see them aim up and go, you know, I got it wrong. Um, I've stuffed up. It's not working. And I want to I make a change. You know, and I, and I see a lot of broken men come to me who are very successful in the industry who have aimed up and gone, okay, it's time. You know, it's time for me to really get serious about being authentic about who I, who I am and how I want to operate. It's quite interesting, uh, Jet, that for years we thought it was the survival of the fittest or the strongest and, you know, or the selfish or the ruthless. And don't get me wrong, that plays a really big part in sport and business. But I've been I've actually been reading a fair bit lately and I've worked out 
that it's you know the the theory of the survival of the fittest doesn't really exist. Um, if you really take a deeper dive, you'll actually find it's the survival of the kindest that's more correct. Okay, and, and I want to talk about this because everyone thinks you've got to be tough, you've got to be strong, um, and it's more correct because it explains why species have climbed this you know evolutionary ladder. So it's cooperation. It's uh, is more important than competition. Compassion, you know, and I try and teach this to my team. Compassion is the reason for human, the human race's survival. Because if you think about it, if you're kind and you're nice and you you know, you, you, you seem to meet, you have more friends, uh, you you have more children, and and we become and we survive. Where I find the ones that are always feeling you know, it's the survival of the fittest and I've got to do more and I've got to do more and I've got to do more, they seem to be left behind on the personal side of things, which is what you're talking about. And I know this is a little bit of anthropology at the moment, but we just need to stop being so just judgmental and opinionated and negative. Um, you know, we've just got to focus on our friends more and being kind and looking after people. Uh, because we're all one big family. Um, what what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's collaboration. I mean, it's about how do we collaborate together for a better future? I mean, we can see the signs that the competitive nature of existence, us against them, me against you, hasn't worked. Yeah. Look at the environment. Look at the amount of starvation that's happening. Look at the look at look at everything that's just gone to shit in this world. And it's because man has tried to one-up the other one or hasn't got something that they want, so therefore they've tried to do that's, that's a model that's leaving us now because we've got a new generation coming through going, you're kidding, we are not going to do that. We are not going to live like that. And they want to be more collaborative in everything that they do. Um, and so there, there's already a shift. There's a collective conscious shift across the world around collaboration and the newer generations that are coming through that we've left in the shit with what we've done because we've thought ambition and getting to the top is just being the most important thing. They're just shaking their heads in, you know, such disappointment, thinking how could you sort of leave us with that? So, you know, the downside is it's a, it's a mess anywhere you look. The upside is we've got a generation of people coming through going, well, we're going we're gonna to get this right and they're going to do it through collaboration. Um, so that's exciting. I mean, you know, I think of Thank You, Thank You Water, who um, they, they spoke at one of my events, wellness events, and, you know, you can buy water and you can track where the money goes and what well's been dug in Sudan and, you know, just the, the movements that are going on around the world that involve collaboration are actually phenomenal. You don't hear about them on the news because mm. it's not good news. <laughs> but when you look at what's happening, it's absolutely phenomenal. And that and that's going to shift at some point. It's going to shift at some point and have a, have a massive impact. So I, I agree with you. But collaboration is key. Collaboration, contribution and connection I talk about a lot. You are listening to Under the Hammer. And of course, we are here thanks to Direct Connect. They make moving easy. All those services like electricity, gas, they can do the connections. They can help you and your business out. You can call Direct Connect on 1300 664 715 or head to the website directconnect.com.au. Jet, I know that you've had a, a couple of things sponsored by Direct Connect. And when you're sort of talking about that, you know, yes. part of their mantra is let us do a whole lot of this stuff that can take you way too much time that's not really efficient for you and your team to do, we can take off some of that pressure. You know, there's a good synergy there, isn't there? Yeah, well, they were one of the first people in the industry that supported wellness and well-being 
when we started to do our research and we ran the uh, Revive two-day wellness and well-being events. They were the first to put up their hand and really get behind the roundtables and, yeah, so very uh, appreciative of their support over the last few years with wellness and well-being, so... And Jet, if someone is thinking, yep, you, you're so speaking about me and my life and, you know, someone's listening just thinking as they juggle three mobile phones and have overbooked their appointments for the rest of the day, like what's the process of working with someone like you? Can you do it online? I'm guessing you do a whole lot of stuff uh, remotely. Yeah. And what sort of a commitment is involved? Like is this like a six-month, 12-month kind of commitment or can, can you speak to someone and just get a feel for where they're at and work out a way of working with that person in the short? Term. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody's different, every time's different, but, you know, if they go to jetxavier.com, there's a, an ebook that they can download there for free that gives them an, a sort of a cross-section or overview of what I do. Um, it talks about the successful loser syndrome, and the successful loser syndrome is someone who's successful at business, but they've lost in every other area of their life. So, you know, I conduct one-to-one, you know, face-to-face um, coaching sessions and it depends whether it's a couple of times a month or once a month, but and that's the easiest way to get in contact with me. And uh, there's also a, a free consult that they can book in online there as well if they're interested in having a chat face-to-face, no obligation. Happy to, to talk to people and see if I can help. And the best part about uh, getting involved with Jet Jane is he gives perspective and it's all about perspective. Uh, I've got a, I've actually got to confess. Yesterday we had a franchise or directors meeting on Zoom, Jet, yeah. and uh, about five minutes before one o'clock, I get a knock on the door, and my mum was at the door. <laughs> so I had to make a decision: Do I say, Mum, I've uh, I've got to jump onto a, a corporate meeting, or do I send an email with my apologies? And I decided to send my email with my apologies to the uh, O'Brien group saying I'm stuck at an appointment uh, because I got time to spend <laughs> with my mum for about an hour, which, you know, one day I will cherish forever. And I think people have got to do more of yeah. that. Um, and yeah, I, sent in sure. a, I, I sent in a proxy to, to be there on my behalf. And they said, look, you didn't miss much, but at least I got to spend that time with my mother. And I think people need to do that. They really need to do that. Well, it's the same as uh, yeah, I've been running a lot of Zooms with, with um, teams and one of the biggest challenges that's come up for most people, every second person really says the homeschooling. And, you know, I'm sure that's a challenge for a lot of people, but I thought, you know, you're never going to get this opportunity again to sit down with your kid and spend mm. that time. So why do you look at it as a gift, uh, you know, rather than a punishment? And uh, most people go, oh, I never thought of that. So, you know. Uh, special moments like you're talking about are really uh, rare, so it's important that we take them now while we can, definitely. And before we let you very busy men uh, go, Stav, have we got a little a snapshot of a different kind of just, just how bonkers the market is at the moment? <laughs> yes. Well, it's three weeks in a row that we've had private inspections in Victoria, and for three weeks in a row we've overtaken uh, New South Wales. We, we had almost 2,400 sales for the week with a 90% clearance rate in Victoria. New South Wales had 2,300 sales, but we are really, uh, all that pent up demand that we had in Victoria, it's really, you should see the graph, Jane, it's just a huge spike. Um, And across Australia, 7,900 sales for the week. Now, when I talk to people, uh, I do Greek radio, as you know, 
there wouldn't be 7,900 sales in Greece for the whole year, let alone <laughs> for the week. So um, the, the market is bonkers, but there's this huge internal migration going on at the moment. You know, people moving not just from state to state, but as you know, you know, we've really focused on regional and we've opened in Montagui, Wangaratta, Warrigal, and, and we're opening all over the regional side of Victoria because people like yourself, I mean, you did it, Jane. I did. Uh, are moving from Melbourne out into the regional. Best move I ever made. <laughs> can I just add can I just add something? Can I if anyone wants to grab a copy of that book, championscry2.com.au. But if anyone wants a free copy, um, I'll give a couple of away if they want to email me jet at jetxavier.com. Uh, the first three that I get saying Champions Cry 2, I'll s- send them a free book. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jet. We're going to put all the links in the website, uh, in the show notes to this episode, including that email address. First three people to email Jet Xavier, get a free copy of right. that book. We love that. Uh, Jet, thank you so much. And my apologies for pronouncing your name incorrectly at the top of the show. So jetxavier.com is the website. All of the links in our show notes. And thank you so much. It's just wonderful to hear you speak about Look, an industry that's had its challenges, but I really feel, I really feel conversations like this are just the tip of the iceberg in helping yes. the industry get to a point where we can cry, we can admit that we're going to blow off a meeting and talk to our mum instead of uh, sitting on the Zoom. There it. is progress. So thank you, Jet, for your time. I love it. Uh, thanks for having us and thanks for supporting wellness and wellbeing in the industry. And Stav, your details all in the show notes as well. So uh, say hi to your mum, Stav. And thank you so much. (laughs) You have been listening to Under the Hammer, thanks to Direct Connect. They make moving and connecting services like electricity, gas, and all the rest so easy. If you're an agent or a property manager interested in using Direct Connect, and why wouldn't you? I mean, look, just take that load off. One three hundred double six four seven one five is the number, or you can jump on their website. Head to directconnect.com.au. I'm Jane Neild, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks on Under the Hammer. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. It's Shana Blaze here. Join me on my podcast, Homestyle. We provide the ideas and inspiration you need for your home, DIY design projects and expert advice. Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series, available from wherever you get your podcasts and the SEN app.